Today, it's last-minute news, notes, player changes, and if they even matter. Let's go. What's going on, everybody? It's Bob's Three-Toed Warriors with Word on the Street Season 1, Episode 41. I believe my math is correct. I don't know. If I had a teacher here to, to help me out with my math, I'd probably be better off. Oh, wait. I do have a teacher with me. I don't think he's a math teacher, though. I cannot remember. I'm a history teacher, so I'm not helping you <laughs> at all. There's no help there. Uh, some hieroglyphics is going to get pulled out here. I uh, got yeah, Kevin, my buddy. He's been on the show many times. Kevin, why don't you introduce yourself right quick? Yeah. How's it going, guys? Okay, I'm Kevin. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Boys underscore 22. All right. What else you got going on? Anything else exciting? Yeah, you know, we're getting ready for the season. Uh, Hammer over at Hammercast, we're doing a bunch of. I have a bunch of articles that came out for Dynasty, and now we're kind of in redraft mode. Um, and we're going to be doing a bunch of live streams. Um, and I'm actually doing a prop season bet right now article. So, my favorite prop bets of the year. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to put that out. That should be out like Tuesday. Okay. For those who don't know what a prop bet is, and it's not airplane related, what is a prop bet? So when we go looking at props, you're just looking at for the whole season over and under, basically. So um, I'll give you one, one of my favorite ones, because I'm a Cowboy fan, but Dak Prescott right now is at 4,319 yards. It says over or under. So you either bet the over, which means you think he's going to get over 4,300 yards or the under. Um, and so that's one of my favorites. I think he's going to blow by that 4,300 number pretty easily. Um, so I'm just kind of helping people out, win some money for the year. Um, and we'll do our best. You know, I, I usually do pretty good with the over-unders and the prop bets. So um, it, it was exciting. I was glad I got to do it because I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to do it this season. And now it's here. And I'm like, all right, I get to waste some money. Sweet, sweet. All right. So I can be found on Twitter at Bob's Three Toad, on YouTube at Bob's Three Toad Warriors, Facebook, the Word on the Streets Fantasy Football Podcast. All right, so here is some programming notes for you, the in-season schedule before we get into the player changes, which is the show's topic today. So for the in-season programming, we have Tuesday releases, not Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. Those will be collaborative episodes with Kyle from the SmackDown podcast. Uh, you guys have heard him on the show a couple times before. Great guy. Uh, we'll have so Tuesday morning will be the waiver wire. Tuesday night, we will have the live stream still. That live stream will, co uh, will cover many different things, have lots of guests on there, uh, catch up on the news, thoughts, the uh, thoughts from how the weekend games went, and uh, also answer some questions for you guys while you're sitting there doing your waiver wire. Hop on the show in the background. Why not, right? We'll answer your questions, help you, help you out with that waiver wire. Thursday and Friday shows will be your sit starts episodes. Um, you know, which players to, to get going in your roster. That's, that's kind of how you win the league, right? You got to yep. have players on your roster. So, and then Saturday, I'm thinking Saturday's live stream replay, but I kind of really want to do it Wednesday. It's in debate. It's in the air. I don't know. Subscribe. <laughs> when it hits your ears, you know you got the sweetness. So listen to it then. All right, let's talk about news from the last few days, last few hours, maybe even the last few minutes. There was some news an hour ago, but it really didn't excite me. I didn't add it to the list, so. And most importantly, does any of this news matter? Some of this, some of these things will. Some of these will be like, yeah, I don't care about that news. So let's start with uh, probably one of the more interesting ones. Some people would say that's AP to the Lions. Uh, Swift is he still banged up? Is you know what's going on there? How are you feeling about AP to the Lions? Does it matter to you? Yeah, I think it matters a little bit. I think it matters if if you have any of those guys, obviously. So if you can pick any of those guys up, if you have Swift, um, you're probably a little nervous right now. Um, I was always under the impression him and KG, KJ were going to carry on Johnson. We're going to kind of split duties anyway. So I was a little worried about that in the first place. And now you had Adrian Peterson who could maybe score those touchdowns in the red zone. Um, the contract they gave him when I was looking it up today, 2.3 million, including incentives. That's not a small chunk of change for these guys. And so he's going to be on that roster. Uh, and again, I like KJ more than most, and I like Peterson. And I think if you can maybe swoop Peterson up, or at least if it's a deep league, if it's not, you can always keep an eye on him in that waiver wire and see if maybe you can grab him, especially if Swift's more banged up than they're letting on, uh, no. which makes it look like he is just because they went out and grabbed Peterson and after giving up, you know, pretty good draft capital with uh, Swift. So I like it. I think it's an interesting move. Um, and I think that you, you have to keep an eye out. AP just, he's like Frank Gore. He can't go away. Like he's always going to be on a roster somewhere. He's eternal. Yeah, he's eternal. No, I, uh, I'm i not loving that backfield. I, I keep creeping away from it further and further. I think yeah. I got on Johnson late in my last draft. 
relatively late. I wanted Ingram there. Someone snagged him uh, two running backs before me, so I think I ended up with on Johnson. Didn't love taking him there, but yeah, doesn't excite me. Maybe, maybe in some ways, if Swift's injured and and Peterson's there, maybe it's actually more exciting because that means that no one's really going to push on Johnson out of the way unless it probably is the rookie. Yeah, so maybe it's actually more beneficial because it holds the rookie off just a little bit longer. All right, Bryce Love makes the WFT. Yeah, it's their new name, WFT, not WTF. <laughs> Washington football team, WFT. What the? All right. So uh, they got Antonio Gibson there. They got Peyton Barber. They had a couple names there, but obviously they got rid of AP. Um, Bryce, Bryce Love was speculated to be, you know, possibly getting chopped, and instead yeah. AP did. So how you feeling with the, with these guys here? Yeah, this is kind of similar to the Lions, where you're kind of like. What do I do here? Kind of like the Patriots as well. Like you don't know the running back backfield is just so, so jumbled up. I think it's basically you just take what you think is the best value. So for me, do I want to spend a really high draft pick on Antonio Gibson, which everybody is right now? Like, I don't know if I want to use that value. I'd rather take somebody else in those rounds and maybe swing at Bryce Love later um, or Peyton Barber. You could get Bryce Love pretty late if if, if at all, if he's even yeah. going to get drafted at the end. And right. the thing about Bryce Love I really like, like I talked about it all the time with him, when he was coming out of college, when he should have came out of college, um, I scouted him a lot for the Debbie stuff. I mean, this guy had 2,100 yards and 19 touchdowns, and he had eight yards per carry. Now, I know some people think, oh, yards per carry is a stupid stat, but eight yards per carry is nothing to <laughs> nothing, No, that's, that's respectable. Nothing to sneeze sure. at. And in, he can play. And so I think, you know, if he gets an opportunity, uh, maybe he could be that guy that we see always in that late half of the year. Oh, he takes off. Okay, hey, that might be the guy. I just don't know how good the Washington Redskins are going to be this year. Bingo. So that's the thing. It's like, how good is they? are they really going to be? They're going to be down a ton. Haskins really, I don't think, is the answer. So I just don't know if I want anything to do with any of that value or ADP. Yeah, yeah. The uh, When I'm looking at where I've got the two teams statted out, it's like literally looking at the three running backs they have. And it's like, okay, move down five spots for this guy. Go to the next guy. Move down five spots to the equivalent on the other team. It's like – the Washington, the both teams, they kind of suck, but Washington just paralleled a few spots behind each pick for or each placement uh, compared yeah. to the Lions. I just see the Lions scoring a lot more, a lot more uh, scoring opportunities uh, if that team is is what it should be. And Washington is, uh, I don't know, Mr. Prop Bet. I think they're supposed to win one game, zero games this year, two games. Some I think they're minutia. at minutia. five and a half or four and a half, somewhere around is that there. high. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. It's pretty bad, though. It's pretty bad. So it's pretty bad. All right, um, this is really a two-piece, right? Josh Rosen cut, and then I think later in the day after I put this in here, didn't he? He ended up. Uh, he went Tampa. up with, with Tampa, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I didn't add that. So Josh Rosen cut. That's a that's probably a good sign for Tua, right? Mm-hmm. Having more opportunity to come back, maybe sooner, maybe not sooner. We don't really know. Yeah. I think yeah, with Tua, I think it's just going to depend on how they how they play. If they play pretty well, Fitzpatrick, I don't see Tua playing this year. But yeah. if they struggle, Tua is going to get in there at some point. Yeah, the the fans will make sure of it, right? Yeah, they'll be screaming fair. in the stands. Oh wait, they won't be. <laughs> well, <laughs> the two guys out there, Tua. Yeah, Tua. I think Miami is at like thirteen percent in their crowd or whatever we come up with nowadays. They? Okay. Say, oh yeah, you can have this amount of percentage of people in there. Yeah, yeah, All right. Um. And then Rosen to Tampa Bay to me means nothing for this season, but in Dynasty, yeah, you might be able to pick him. Well, you may have been able to pick him up on the cheap. Yeah, I mean, I have him because I had him from a couple of years ago, and like this is the best case scenario, really. After all the crap he's been through, so it's yeah. like, hey, I, you know, everybody says like, oh, he's a spoiled kid, he doesn't have the brains, he doesn't have the head because you know he doesn't care about football, and well, he obviously still does if he's trying to still make teams. I just think he has the tools. And like, so I saw before he went to the Bucks, I saw like the Steelers were an option and these other places. If he could just get a shot somewhere, I really feel like at least compete, okay, at least compete and have a, have a real chance and maybe have some continuity in a system for once. Cause he has like eight different offensive coordinators the last eight years or something crazy like that. I still think in dynasty, he's, he's worth something. He got to stash him and you just got to yeah. hope that he starts one year, gets in, get, gets an opportunity. Yeah, outside of uh, Superflex with deep rosters, I'm not picking them up in yeah. redraft. All right, Marquez Valdez-Scantling impresses in 
practice. That's what one note said, but I'm not buying into him. I'm not really buying into any of the, the second wide receivers. I've got, I think, Lazard and I think on one team. Um, it's just a muddy spot, man. It's a muddy spot. You liking any of the number two receivers in Green Bay? No, not really. I mean, if I'm picking anyone, it's going to be Lazard, and that's just because him and Rodgers seem to have a connection. Um, I think the Scantling thing is one of those things that coach speak, like, oh, he's impressing <laughs> he can impress all he wants in practice, but he hasn't impressed in his regular career. So at some point uh, you got to produce in games. And, you know, I have to actually have a buddy in one of my leagues. He, he's from green Bay. And he was talking about how um, Scantling was actually trying to rent a house this year. And the guy wanted him to sign like a two year lease. He's like, Oh, I probably won't be here for two years. So he, <laughs> <laughs> so he kind of already knows. I feel like he's, he's, he's on the way out. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. Uh, back in the day, I used to sell newspaper subscriptions back in Denver, door to door, and uh, oh, yeah. in some of the fancier neighborhoods, <clears throat> our apartment complexes down in like Highlands Ranch, I think it was. Um, like young football players lived in this apartment complex. I was like, holy hell! Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it was pretty cool seeing some of the Broncos, cool. and you know, as they're coming up in these apartment complexes, so. I didn't know you were Bob the paper boy out here just spreading papers and selling them, huh? There you go. It's going door to door, man. Busting knuckles. Going hey. downstairs, apartments, making that money, running that mouth. That's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Daryl Henderson, hamstring headed in the right direction. So I picked him up last year in some dynasty leagues. Don't really have much of them this year in redraft, uh, but I'm still rooting for the guy. Uh, but then he's got, a, got some obstacles in his way with Acres. Uh, who seemed to be having his own obstacles too. So, Yeah, that's another ugh, backfield that you don't really – I feel like we're getting more into these backfields where we don't want to just deal with them. And you, it's basically going to come down to luck with these guys. Like, okay, I have Cam. Cam breaks out. Okay, that's – okay, great. I have Daryl Anderson in a couple leagues, like you said, but um, I really think if, if I'm nervous if I have Henderson only because I feel like Akers could really take off now if he gets that opportunity now. Before it was more of a – Hey, let's see like the committee. Hey, let's see what you can do today. What what you can do today? If Akers yep. is really that guy, and he and he 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 bust out, Henderson might not ever be uh, anything. Anything, yeah. Like yeah. that could be concerning. Like if he can't be anything, then he might not even be a league in a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, I can totally totally see that. Totally buy it. It's, and it, it feels like <clears throat> there's so many of these backfields that are this way this year. And that was even before we were kind of drafting. It was already kind of muddy. And then they started practicing harder and getting more hamstring pulls. All the, all the things we kind of said would happen, right? You yeah. know, they're kind of out of shape and the muscles aren't used to the, the extra hard work. Um, I, I pull a muscle just, you know, standing up. So, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> just going to the bathroom. Uh, anyway, um, the point of that story was I think that's part of the reason that pushed running back so high in the first two rounds. Uh, this year, it's just people didn't want to be stuck with the the backfields that were icky. It is icky. So, all right, let's slide over to another icky backfield. Let's go, David Montgomery in his groin. I'm not talking too much about his groin, but uh, he should be back not too long. Are you uh, digging on Cohen? Are you staying away? I kind of been liking him in at least the half PPR, full PPR formats because I think he has some value in that anyway. But uh, where are you sitting there? Yeah, I mean, if you have Cohen, you're probably happy right now. You could probably play him in a flex if if you have if you start ten, especially he's somebody that you could probably get in there any higher than that. Um, I like Cohen. Um, I think he's going to do better than he did last year. Uh, I just think they're going to put him in better opportunities. But I still a Monty guy, so I, I hope he comes back because I think I think he still has a shot this year to actually produce for you. Um, so if you can get a couple wins without him, and if Monty comes back healthy, full, that could actually take you over the top on your team. Um, but I really want to see Monty. I'm just rooting for the guy. I got a soft heart for Monty for some reason. I don't know what I'm not even a Bears fan, but like I just I really liked to come out of college and I just felt like last year I know people were gonna say he had a you know his yards per carry are awful and I know he's and he wasn't a great runner. Well he's still a rookie, he still produced okay. It wasn't like a terrible year. And I really didn't feel like his coach put him in the best position last year. So yeah. I think Monty could do it. But if I'm going to have anybody, hopefully you draft the Cohen if you had Monty anyway, so that you could have that that handcuff like later in the draft if you do, if you could get him later. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can stream Monty or excuse me, uh, Cohen right now and just be happy with it. Sure. Yeah, I mean, if you if you if you have the Cohen from two years ago, you've got almost a a, a starter. Yeah. You know, not even a, a flex player, but a starter, one two yeah. starter. 
And if you get the Cohen from last year, you've got a, a three, four, a second, third flex. So our first, yeah. second flex. So yeah, I can totally see it. All right. Preston Williams expected. There's air quotes there for those who are watching on the YouTubes. And I said it for those who weren't. Uh, Preston Williams expected to play in week one. Uh, how does that make you feel? That's a, that's an offense. That's weird. Not even from the, I guess even on the running back side, it's weird. Like, I don't know about you. I just don't like the running back side of that. Like, I don't even consider those running backs ever, personally. <laughs> I, this, uh, at least this season. Um, and the wide receivers, I'm kind of shying away from. But yeah, I mean, they gotta they gotta put up points somehow, though. So like, right? you, you gotta like. That's why I'm hoping like Jordan Howard could just give me like a touchdown a game, or if I have him, if I have to play him. Um, the the cool thing of the after you sent this, Preston Williams, I was looking at him. I mean, I have Preston actually, and. Um, and I like him. I like I like what he did last year. And last year, if you look at it, up until he tore his ACL, he was actually fourth among rookies in receiving yards. So he was right behind Metcalf, McLaurin, and AJ Brown. So he was producing at a pretty high level last year. And so right now, it says you know he he's basically getting drafted as your wide receiver thirty seven and ADP. And so if you can get him in that you know that range where you're he's kind of your wide receiver four five maybe five. Um, that's a heck of a steal, and I, I'm excited for him. I think he could do pretty well, and if him and Tua could maybe keep, get some chemistry, he, he could be there for a while. He's young. Um, he's obviously he produced at a high level with Fitzpatrick, so I like him, especially in Dynasty. Redrafts, you're really taking a shot and hoping that he can stay healthy and, and produce, but like he might be one of those guys later, your four wide receiver five or six, that could produce for you. Yeah. I, I mean, I feel like in some shallower drafts, he probably didn't even get drafted or as close to the end like here's my shot guy it's kind of how yeah. he was getting treated but yeah he definitely had some talent going in it's gonna be interesting just gonna be interesting over there on that team i don't want to knock anymore because i got some i got some people from england that uh you know they gave me a little bit of flack on the uh on the twitter i appreciate those guys appreciate y'all listening over there um i was like well you either uh, had family in Miami or you used to watch Dan Marino or yeah. <laughs> somehow they're like, no, we went to the games out here. And I'm like, all right, cool. All right. So these next three pieces are kind of all going to be talked about interchangeably or at the same time, I believe. So here's the quick notes and we can kind of play with the headlines here. James Robinson played role in decision to cut Fournette. Fournette lands in Tampa Bay. Devontae Freeman visited the Jags. So there's the headlines, and uh, I'll let you run with however you want to in there first, and I'll come in after. Yeah, um, so I, I kind of want to stick with Fournette just because I actually really like Fournette. Um, I, I really think that he, he, you know, he finished as top, I think it was a top nine running back both the years that he was actually healthy um, when he was playing there. And so I, I really think he's not like a bell cow running back that everybody thinks, oh, uh, he's really good, but he's not below average either. He's your typical average running back that still His can yards for carries below average. Yeah. I'm sorry. I said that out loud. Dang. I know. I, I get it. But I, I mean, I still like him this year. Like I know that his value comes down a little bit because I, I thought of Jacksonville that he was just going to be, you know, he's just going to feed him. But if you look at it from that perspective, too, I think the Bucks are going to be winning a lot more games. So they're going to need to run the ball, too. So and I didn't know how much Jacksonville is going to be winning. I mean, they're over under. I think it's like three and a half right now. So I think it's yeah. I, I just think that he's in a he's in the best possible spot after what happened. And I still think he can produce. I still think that he's someone that you can rely on as you're running back two, three in that area. OK, if you ride him as you run back one, you might be in some trouble this year. But running yeah. back two, three. I can see it. I, I don't see any problem with it. I mean, and if you would have got him after he got cut, you could get him in like the sixth, seventh, eighth round. I saw. So yeah, if you hit that just right, mm -hmm. yeah, we had a draft the uh, day after he got cut. Monday, I think he got cut on Sunday, I believe, or maybe on Monday, and someone that still drafted him at his regular position. Mm -hmm. Just hoping he would land somewhere, and he did. But yeah. that was a little ballsy for me. <laughs> so I, I have. Pretty much the running – I pretty much split. They're almost dead even. Um, Ronald Jones, my RB34, and Leonard Fournette, my RB33. Um, so, the, But I'm not in love with either either one, and anything can happen in that backfield. It's crazy. Another disgusting, yeah. make me want to puke backfield. <laughs> These backfields are going to hurt some people's feelings this year. It's going to be interesting to watch. Right? Well, and then – 
we're going to think that they're going to be committees and then, oh, wait, this one's not a committee. Or you're going to have the uh, the uh, 49ers effect where it's the, you me this week and you the next week and me this week and you that next week. and Yeah. Yeah, that's what's going to piss people off. All right, Freeman visited the Jags. You think he'll become a Jag? Well, I don't know now. I mean, you've, usually if you visit this late, you're going to sign when you go there, and then yeah. they usually have him go. So I don't know. You know, everybody kind of on the Freeman train. I think I have him like one league just because I'm holding and waiting in a dynasty that he gets picked up so I can trade him. Um, yeah. But he hasn't had a really good season since to like 2016. Um, I haven't seen the last time. I think in 2016 was the last time that he actually had over a thousand yards. He hasn't been able to stay healthy. Um, I haven't seen his health. And so maybe he'll go to the Jags, but again, I don't think he's relevant and I'm staying the heck away from anything that has to do with the Jags backfield and pretty much offense, unless you got Chark or, or um, Minshew maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I've got Minshew. I got some Chark. I did not get anywhere near the running backs or the tight ends. Because I do feel like they're going to have to chuck that ball, and um, and play a lot of catch up. It's going to be Blake Bortles Jr. Yeah, I'll take all that. Yeah, I mean, I was upset. My boy Josh Oliver got hurt, and uh, he was he he was the guy I was hoping maybe could actually break through this year, and then now he's out. But yeah, other than that, I'm not give stay away. Just stay away from me. All those because I I guarantee they draft a running back next year. I made a joke. It's going to be Najee Najee Harris from Alabama. And all the people said, please don't wish that upon Najee Harris. I was like, I'm sorry. Um, but, you know, they, I could see they're going to get right back next year to draft. It, it's pretty – I would almost call it a lock. Yeah. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. Um, Fournette. Okay. Amari Cooper missed four-plus practices. I should, should I just let you – should I just step out of the way, Dallas man, and let you get that <laughs> here? Yeah, I told you, dude. I, I got I got screamed at by the monocle guy, and I got told, "Oh yeah, Mari Cooper's going to be a stud this year." I just don't trust him. I just, I just, I worry about his consistency. And like I said, like, hey, you know, you should get everybody should have been drafting Gallup in like the tenth, eleventh round, like I was doing all offseason because nobody wanted him, and he's going to be their wide receiver one. I really believe that he, he he's going to be close to outproducing Cooper. I really believe that. I don't want anything to do with Cooper. Yeah, we already, already kind of was last year, right? Well, people say, though, but the only reason he was so up and down is because he was playing hurt. Oh, wait, why did he miss four practices? Because he was kind of playing hurt? Yeah, and, and, I, I'm, and I wish I would have said this to the Monocle guy because I, I I didn't even think about it. But, yeah, he was playing hurt. But he, how can you be playing hurt one game and have this phenomenal 200-yard game? And then the next game, oh, you have two catches. Like, those things don't intercede. Like, you can't just, oh, well, he had 200 yards, good job, but he was hurt. Oh, he only had two yards, but he was hurt. What the hell is going on right now? Like that doesn't it doesn't yeah, work. Every cake and eat it too. Yeah, I mean, come on. Like you can always you can always look at stats and try to manipulate them. And the way I look at it is, I just don't trust his consistency. I don't want him. I think I have him in a best ball league, and that's pretty much it. Like I don't sure. want anything to do with him in any of my leagues, just because I think he's going too high. And I just, I, like I said, I'd rather have Allen Robinson, one hundred percent. I'd rather have those guys that produce on a consistent level. Yeah. Yeah. I think in my last draft, I've seen him get pushed down some, um, probably some of the injury doing that to him, but yeah, he's on zero of my rosters for this, uh, this year. Yeah. All right. I saw this little news blip, Gerald Everett. Don't know if I read this right. Wrote this right. Gerald Everett, not available <laughs> for trade. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. I said Gerald Everett, not available for trade. So I think people came asking, Hey, can I get Gerald Everett from you? And the team said, nope, not available for trade. So I know if someone comes, knocks on my front door and says, hey, I will pay you to get out of this crap hole. I'm like, this is Studio 1329, bro. You ain't getting this. But if I can keep the garage and you have the rest of the house, we can talk. Um, so if you come to me and say, hey, I will give you some sweet draft picks for Gerald Everett. I mean, you've got Tyler Higby. You don't need him. They said no. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Well, that just kind of confirms everything I need to know about Higby to me. Um, Thank I, you. I, I just don't. I'm not a big Higby guy. I actually traded Higby over the offseason for like a lot of a couple pieces and a, and a draft pick, and everybody said I got screwed. And I'm like, I don't care. I I, I didn't. I don't want him. Um, when I was looking it up, and, and it's 100 true. So in his 58 career games, basically been mediocre, and then he had five real games last year. Against two was against the Cardinals, I believe, who we all know are terrible against tight ends. Right. Yep. Um, 
And so I just, yeah, like you, you probably, you can go on Higby all you want. I just don't think he's getting drafted as tight in eight ish around right now. Like in that area, there is no reason for him to be going that high. Wait until the 16th round and get Jarwin or get, you know, Janu Smith or even, even someone like Irv Smith, who I think is still, you know, those guys are guys, Ian Thomas, all those different guys. I'd rather have those guys than Higby. Yeah. So, so I have someone on Twitter today. I was, you know, messing around on Twitter. I love doing that. And he's like, ah, Twitter, Higby in the 10th round. Should I jump on him? People are like, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Now, granted, the 10th round, my starting lineup's set. My my bench is pretty well set. I'm probably still not even taking a quarterback yet. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with spending a 10th round pick on a tight end. But I can have Higby as my tight end 22, Irv Smith 21, even have Doyle 20, and OJ Howard at 19, Austin Hooper at 18, Blake Jarwin 17, Fan at 16. There's just so many people I'd rather take above Higby because his scenario to me is the equivalent of these running back scenarios we were just puking on. It's yeah. it's two guys who who is going to be the guy. We think it's going to be Higby, but Everett did fine before he got hurt, right? Yeah. And then, oh, wait, they have a third wide receiver that's starting to, re- starting to emerge. Well, when they had three great wide receivers out on the field doing their thing, they didn't use two tight ends. When there's only one tight end, is it Higby? That'd be fantastic. But if it's not Higby, it's Everett. Oh, crap, you just wasted your pick. So I'd rather just go to a backfield that has one tight end. Now, granted, you can get hurt. Anybody can get hurt. But just why? Why Why mess with it? Yeah. Why? No, I mean, no, you're having to correct. I mean, I'm not drafted, like you said. You're wasting a pick, I feel like, sometimes. Um, like right now, he's going around Christian Kirk, Jameson Crowder, Brandon Cooks. Uh, Marvin Jones, Montgomery, those type of guys I feel like are more valuable to your roster than he would be. Um, if you wanted to get a tight end like that, you, I mean, you can even get Noah Fant later. That's your guy, right? Okay. Like you can go back and TJ Hawkinson, these other guys, like you can get them later. Um, and I feel like they're going to be just fine. I mean, I even read an article today about Eric Ebron from the Steelers and he's talking about how, you know, he's going to have plenty of opportunity with Big Ben and people I think are sleeping on him a little bit. So those are the tight ends that I'm looking at and I'm thinking, I'm like, man, I don't want to waste a, a, the high draft pick on Higby. It's just, I, I'm just too nervous about it. I don't, I don't want to take it. What, where is he? Where, what position is he going? Where is he? Uh, who, Higby? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm looking right here. He, he's, he's technically right now, this is fantasy pros though. This is for okay. PPR pros he's going to 80 83 so tight end seven tight end seven okay then i'm i'm looking at half okay he's 67 and half ppr tight end six and half ppr yeah 67 you're you're in the sixth round hell doesn't know so i guess yeah. if you look at it that way that guy was looking at taking him in the 10th round sure why yeah. not at that point definitely why not but i'm still not interested <laughs> yeah. all right let's move on from higby my boy Higby. I still love you, Higby. <laughs> Get rid of Everett Higby and then call me, okay? Get rid of the other girl and then call <laughs> me. All right. So let's talk about Mike Williams may not play in in September. There's a few games of September with his shoulder. Yeah. Um. Do you like this for anyone other than Hunter Henry? Yeah. Like it for everyone other than Hunter Henry. I don't know, but he kind of stretches the field a little. Helps yeah. everybody out. If Hunter Henry could stay freaking healthy, yeah, that would be great. Um, no, you know, it's uh, I don't really like it. It's Joe Reed's okay, but again, I mean, Joe Reed didn't produce in college at all. So, like, you expect him just to pop into the NFL and be like, oh, yeah, Joe Reed, he's my guy. And even K.J. Hill, even at Ohio State, like, he was okay. But, again, the biggest knock on K.J. Hill is he's not very fast. So, if he's not very fast, he's going to play out of slot. I mean, how is he going to get open? He creates some separation, but then you also have Tyrod Taylor throwing the ball. So you, <laughs> there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of things down there that you don't really necessarily like. I hate it for Mike Williams because I thought people were sleeping on him a little bit because his touchdowns were down. If he had a few more, a few more catches, he'd have been fine. His rebound year. Yeah, I thought it was. You know, I think I still think he'll be okay. Um, but again, I, and he's young; he's 25. If you're in redraft, you could probably wait on him. He's not going to be probably. Someone might draft him, keep him, but some of them, they might not just because September. Kind of depends your league. Um, but keep an eye on him because I still think he could be all right. Um, but now I'm not really. I'd be more happy if I had Allen and Hunter Henry, and I just said, oh, I'll just roll with those guys. Yeah. Well, speaking of Allen, Allen got a four-year, eighty million dollar extension. Yeah, he got paid. Damn, son. That's a lot of money. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Um, 
That's more money than I got, that's for sure. <laughs> um, does it make him be a better or worse? I don't think it really does anything for us in fantasy football. Maybe in Dynasty, he says, okay, he's there longer. But with the quarterbacks, maybe we like the fact that he's there longer. Maybe we don't. Who knows? Yeah. No, I mean, I like it. I mean, I think in Dynasty, you're looking at a two-year window with him. So that's kind of where you need to be. Like, hey, I got him for two years. I got to try to compete or I got to ship him off. Um, you know, redraft. I think he's going to get some targets this year. I mean, he's going to have to. I just – that quarterback situation, like you said, I, just, I, I don't know. They're, they're just – I like Urban more and more, more and more, but I just don't think he's ready yet. And then Tyrod Taylor, everybody keeps building him up. But I feel I feel like they forgot, like, what he looks like when he plays. So I, I – <laughs> I don't know. Like he's always that perennial backup that you always want to start, and then he starts, and you're like, "Oh, that's why he's a backup." Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't disagree. All right, AJ Brown lingering injury. Uh oh, Corey Davis. Oh yeah, baby, here it comes. I told y'all people get Corey Davis. I told y'all people. All right, uh, it's probably not a lingering in- in- injury that's really that big a deal or worth worrying about. But anytime you see those words. You got to worry. You got to wonder. Does it even matter? Are you looking it up right now? No, I just was, I was thinking about it. I, I knew I saw it the other day. Actually, I saw it on Sleeper today, I think, when I was like setting my lineup. I'm like, what the hell was wrong with A.J. Brown? Because I didn't even really hear anything. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. If he was tweeting out, we got clowny the other day, and he was all excited about it. So I think he'll be all right. I just – those lingering issues, I think one thing we got to be worried about as fantasy owners and managers is that – these injuries this first week, man, are going to be bad because yeah. they haven't played. It's going to be sloppy, and you're basically just going to be – even if you win, you better just hope none of your guys get injured because it's going to be a, it's going to be bad. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Yeah. My J. Brown love extends to him being a wide receiver. Why aren't you moving, computer? Wide receiver 13. I'm probably lower than most on him, and I'm probably way higher on Corey Davis at 33 than most. So, um, the return of Corey Davis. Look at you, Bob. You're getting you're you're in that camp, huh? I'm in that. I'm in that camp, man. I just think the team is gonna uh, is gonna chuck the ball more this year, and I think that's not gonna all go to uh, AJ Brown. I think Corey Davis will actually see more targets, uh, but he's not as explosive with it, so he won't get as far. He won't score as much with it, so he'll still he'll still straight uh, linger behind. Do, he'll have more opportunities, but do less with them. But yeah, we'll see. It's all it's all a guess, right? Yeah, all a projected probable guess. All right. Uh, do these tie together? No, these don't. Okay, Rashad Penny on the pup out for the first six weeks. Plus, could be more. Could be back ready to go sooner, but he can't come back for six weeks. So, Chris Carson, Carlos Hyde, DJ Dallas. Hmm. Any of those guys at all excite you? Nah, Carson. I mean, shoot, that guy is still there if he's healthy, like, we're talking <laughs> about, like he is. But I mean, Carson is one of those guys that everybody forgets about when they draft, and then he ends up just killing it for the first like what ten to twelve weeks, and then gets you into the playoffs. Um, if Penny's not going to be there, I mean, I don't see Hyde and DJ Dallas really competing for carries, and they like to run the ball a ton, so um, that would help me. And if I'm a Wilson owner, maybe they'll actually throw the ball, you know, maybe, maybe mm-hmm. for a time in you know, however many years. So, Let I'd be happy with it. but I mean, if I'm a penny guy, I'd be a little worried right now. I don't, I don't know if penny has it. I don't know if you're going to be able to, after all those, I don't know what you picked him on your rookie drafts if you're in Dynasty a few years ago, but I don't know. I wouldn't, I, I it might be a little oh, in the first round. I'm yeah. Pretty sure first round or early second for most people yeah. in their drafts two years ago when he, when he hopped on board. So, yeah, definitely. All right. Yeah, maybe maybe they could give a little more passing work to DJ Dallas, but I still don't think he's worth drafting unless yeah. he can be a Carson injury away from stepping up and over Carlos Hyde because everybody steps up and over Carlos Hyde, it feels like. <laughs> yeah, Carlos Hyde, that's another guy that's played in all kinds of different teams and in, in the league still. You're like, that guy still plays, huh? All right, good for him. Well, do you, you do know why he gets on the other teams, right? Why? He's the hurdle practice. That other teams, <laughs> other teammates practice hurdling and jumping over. Bad <laughs> joke supreme. Oh, man. There you go. I'm glad I set you up for that one. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, all right. Here's one. Uh, and a couple of these, these next three are all on the same team. So 
Uh, here, here, I'll give them all three to you, and we'll kind of do it like we did before. Alshon Jeffrey avoids the pup, so avoids having to be on the bench for six weeks. Uh, but then they talked about trading him, but then nobody was like, yes, please send me your garbage. Uh, Miles Sanders held out of uh, out of practice for precaution, but he should be ready for week one. I said that with a very inquisitive voice. And Jalen Rager with a shoulder should miss a few weeks, but he didn't find himself on the pub either. So take that bag of tricks and then tell me how you like any of the Eagles or all the Eagles, because even their quarterback is injured off and on this already this season. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Keep going, Eagles. You're my boys. Okay, you just keep you keep going to injuries so that the Cowboys can just win that division outright easily. Oh, that's uh, who I was asking. So, yeah, you just, <laughs> good job, Eagles. I'm proud. I'm glad that you guys did not get any younger receiver besides Ruger, and uh, we did that. No, I think. I mean, I don't. Jeffrey doesn't seem. I, I wouldn't move the deal with Jeffrey. I, I don't. I don't think he's draftable. Uh, I. I mean, you could draft him later if you want, but I just. I don't know what he's going to give you. Um, Sanders, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with Sanders. I think Sanders is going to be fine. I think, yeah. I think, I actually like Sanders. I, I, it sucks for me to say that about Eagles, Eagles player, but I have him, and I think he, he's going to be just fine. When he played at Penn State and watching him, he's a stud, and he's going to be a stud. But I, you know, Boston Scott's not somebody that you, you, you don't draft though. You got to keep him on your roster because if you find him and you can, you can flex him out, and especially yeah. if. Sanders, you know, we saw it last year. If you can't do that full load, Scott is somebody to keep an eye on out there if you haven't done that already. Um, and then Rieger, that sucks about Rieger. I've been looking at a lot of stuff for the doctor stuff, and that could be like a four-week to six-week injury. Um, that's just not – that's not ideal, especially in redraft. Uh, rookies, Rieger out, I don't know, maybe later if you can pick him up, stream him, and see if maybe he'll give you something. Yeah. So for me um... – Alshon Jeffrey is someone I was avoiding already just because I've owned him before. And <laughs> I, I did not appreciate it. And so I'm not owning him ever again. <clears throat> Some people just make that list for you. He made that yeah. list. Yes. Yeah, uh, like carrying him on my team raised my own health insurance. Uh, <laughs> my deductibles went up. So uh, that's Alshon Jeffrey for you. He avoided get a tra getting traded. That tells you a lot right there that they're even considering trading him. Yeah, that almost makes you think that maybe Rager is not as hurt as you think, or, or unfortunately for Rager, they like people behind him, um, not necessarily behind him, but Ward and those guys too. Yeah, maybe they think think they have enough wide receiver depth that they could have traded him away. So, for that's a very weird story you're telling. You know, people say follow the money, follow what the team does. If they were really trying to trade him away a week before the season starts, that means they are confident without him. And even with Rigger, I'm a big Rigger fan. Obviously, as you couldn't tell, I'm kind of yeah. like for the guy. Um, if in redraft, if you have Rigger and you already drafted him, you didn't draft him to be your one. You didn't draft him to be your two. You probably didn't even draft him to be your third flex or your first flex. Excuse me, your third wide receiver. So him sitting on the bench for a few weeks, it's probably fine because you probably can hit bye weeks yet. Um, although, if a hot running back comes up on waivers. I'll cut him if I need to. If I, yeah. you know, if I need to make space, that's fine. Um, as far as the running back scenario, hopefully Miles Sanders is back and booming quickly. But even without Miles Sanders being injured, I was looking at Boston Scott as that Cohen from two years ago kind of guy, especially yeah. with that wide receiver core being so shaken. Although a lot of that work is probably just going to push right over to the per the twelve personnel, um, throwing both those tight ends out there and making them do some work. So um, yeah, fun team when you don't like any of the wide receivers, <laughs> love their tight ends and you like their running backs. Isn't yep. that weird? And I don't like their quarterback, <laughs> but he's, but I haven't, I haven't ranked like ninth or something. I haven't ranked high. I just don't. Yeah. I, you know, produces, like he does. He actually does produce. How would you feel about this? Cause I got this trade off for today and it kind of made me throw up a little bit. So I have, I have Rieger in a dynasty, right? And someone uh -huh. offered me Nikhil Harry straight up for Rieger. Uh -huh. And I, I looked at it like, do you think I'm stupid? Like, what is happening right now? But I had some of the worst trade offers today. And I looked at that like, Rieger, yeah, he's hurt for a few weeks, but this is dynasty, bud. Like, I'm not getting rid of him for Nikhil Harry. Come on, man. Nikhil Harry was in the first round last year. Yeah. Right? I don't, yeah. First wide receiver off the board in rookie drafts. I know. 
yeah, the last year's rookie class for those guys, like Butler and Harry and those guys, that might not look very good in the in in, in like ne- by next year. That's not going to look very good. Yeah, yeah, I I probably would just left it alone. You know, unless you were unless you're big on him last year, and they're like, oh, here's an opportunity. But yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'll stay. Right. Speaking of rookies, KJ Hamler avoided the pup with his hamstring, blazing speed in the slot. They got Tim Patrick out there um, playing in his place right now. Tim Patrick did have some success in prior years on the Broncos. Um, but I think uh, Hamler's like a 4-2-0 or whatever for those who love the, the combine and, and all those numbers that don't mean a thing. He can move. Uh, that's for sure. What did you say? I said he can move. That's for sure. He, yeah. can, he can run. Yeah. So – uh, yeah, that's why you blew out your hamstring, buddy. You're so damn bad. <laughs> like you took off, hamstring still back there. Uh, Come on, we don't know. <laughs> all right, um, does that matter to you at all? Do you care? Uh, Do you care for Broncos third wide receiver? Well, you- that just depends on what you think of your boy Locke. So I, I think it really comes down to: Is Locke going to be able to? Is, is he going to be able to actually produce high enough to get all three of those guys involved? Um, and, you know, I love Sutton. I really do. And I love Judy. And I think Hamler plays a role. I think Hamler's going to be fine for you guys. I, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure you like Hamler. Um, I, but I don't know if he's going to necessarily get you those the value that you need to redraft. Uh, maybe he's just some guy you put in there on bye weeks and injuries. Maybe you get lucky that one game he has, like, three catches for 128 yards and a touchdown right. or something. Um, but I like him. I think Hamler's going to be just fine for you guys. It just depends on Locke. Whatever, whatever Locke does this year, really going to rely on him. Yeah, I have a bad habit of bad habit, good habit. I don't know of trying to avoid those kind of players on my fantasy team. Yeah, the 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 three for boom guys, they're great when they boom for you. And if they're your, you know, if you have two or maybe a third flex on your team, they're a great guy to put in those spots because at that point you're getting pretty weak, and those boom guys can really make make it happen for you. Um, but I try to avoid those guys, and then at the same time, I love Mr. Anderson. So, who is kind of one of those guys? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, you're 100 correct there. I, I don't know. I think, I think Hamlin is going to be. I think it'll be okay. I just don't know. I, I think they're going to run the ball more. You would probably know more for the Broncos than I would, but I think that running game is be all right. I just don't know. I just don't. I don't think he's in a redraftable type of situation where you want to grab him. I would love to pretend that I know what the Broncos are really going to do. <laughs> you think? Okay, so they they face the uh, the Chiefs. Twice uh, in the season. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be really just trying to run the ball down their throat. Yeah. No, they're going to have to shoot it out. Yeah, they have to play the Saints. They have to play the Bucks. They have to play uh, who else is out there in that same division that they play this year? Um, Saints, Bucks, Tampa Bay. Yeah, uh, I mean, I feel like that's six shootouts right there. There's ten more games after that, but there's six shootouts right there. Yeah, they're just designed by creation of the level of your opponent. So I don't know how much they're really going to be able to, to go with that. So I don't know. I don't know. We shall see. All right. Kenyon Drake. Kenyon? Kenyon? Kenyon Drake. Walking boot for his ankle. Preventative. Or whatever he term he used. Something similar to preventative. I think you were on the show when I made my wise ass crack about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, why aren't you wearing one on both feet? <laughs> you only want to prevent an issue from one foot. You lying sack of crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, everybody knows by now if you follow me on Twitter. I'm not a Drake guy, so this is something to me because I just, like I said, he does. He has never really produced at a high level. I know last year he came on strong after he got he got he got to Arizona. I don't know. I just don't, I don't really want anything to do with it. If he is hurt, like what happens? I mean, an ankle is something that can get injured pretty quickly, especially with the lack of reps. Like we talked about earlier, especially being a running back where people yeah. are you grabbing your ankle, twisting it, pulling you down I, by it. It scares me, especially where he's going right now. Like he's going that second round. Like, yeah. and it's just, that's it. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know if I want that. Like I, I had saw somebody in a recent draft and redraft. He was their running back one. So they went wide receiver in the first round. I think they got Thomas or Hill, one of those guys. And then they couldn't around with Drake and number two. And I'm just like, man, if that's your running back one, you're, you're, that's, that's ballsy. Cause after that, it gets really, it gets, it's that cliff. It just comes down. Yeah. Um, I'd be worried if I'm a Drake guy, I'd be a little worried right now. I don't know. I don't know what that offense is going to do completely. And so be careful with him. Yeah. 
Yep, yep. I I, uh, I have him in a spot or two, but I think it was in those spots where I went bang, bang, running back, running back type yeah. deal. So I feel better about that, but get out that damn walking boot. It's not preventative. Don't lie to us. All right, Debo Samuel avoids the pup with his foot, but when is he back? And are you a fan of Debo? I'm personally not. I understand. The fun thing I like about you is that you love college. That's why you do Debbie stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't watch the college stuff nearly as much, so I lean towards you know guys like yourself for those young players and that knowledge there. I don't mind, but that's also why I listen to stuff and study stuff in the offseason. So instead of watching the – the games and such, I, uh, I, I, I glean from other people's knowledge. So, Debo Samuel. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I wasn't that high on Debo coming out. He was okay, um, but again, he played in a situation in South Carolina where he didn't have a lot of good quarterbacks throwing the ball, and then he went to the Niners where he doesn't really have a good quarterback throwing it. <laughs> That's I, I get worried about because I mean I like Jimmy G he's whatever but that offense doesn't really set itself up for a passing game I mean they're gonna run the crap out of the ball Jimmy G has a couple games where he has over 250 260 yards but again who is you know who's gonna be the beneficiary of that I mean with all those receivers going down though I mean Debo if he can come back healthy then I think he, I mean after you look at that roster he's got he's got a shot like even Dante even Pettis has a shot again like he's back yeah. in the day. I made a joke about the Undertaker coming back from the day. Like, oh, there he is. Like, he's there. But I, I like Debo. Um, I just don't like him as much as I think some people are drafting him at. Um, but, you know, they're going to have to throw the ball to somebody. And if, if if he's got guy second year in the offense, I would take a shot on him. I, I'm not as worried about that. Um, but I'd be – I'd temper my expectations. Wide receiver 3-4 in that range would be more likely for me. Yeah, I have all the Pettis in a – 14 team league really late. I'm like, I still can't do it. <laughs> but man, did I spend money on them last year? Oh yes. I know. It's so funny too. Cause you get these things on Twitter. I remember last year, there's a couple of big accounts were saying Pettis is going to be the next big wide receiver one and all that stuff. And now they're just MIA. They haven't talked about that at all. And I'm like, Oh wait, what's happening here? Where's your accountability? Yeah. Like, so I don't know. I get, I get a little worried about that. I think Debo's going to be fine. I, I think he'll be okay. All right. Oh, I just clicked on this one, which is not the last one. This I'll give you two here, one at a time. Uh, Lamar Miller cut from the Patriots. Not a huge surprise that he gets cut. No. Um, sounds like that. That's better news. Better news for the guys in front of him than anything else. <laughs> yeah, that's another backfield. Have fun. Um, that's been the story forever there, though. Yeah, that's why I never draft Patriots running backs. I, I don't really think – unless it's White. I'll take White. I'll take James White all day, but not not the other guys. Yeah, James White's my RB24 and half point PPR. That's not bad. I'll take that, right? Yeah. That's, a, that's someone you can feel decent about putting in as your maybe second running back, but in your flex, you don't, you don't feel too bad about it. But then when you hit the uh, the other two gentlemen, Sony and – Actually, I have Rex Burkhead ahead of not much, but ahead of uh, Damian Harris right now with just a little bit of injury. Maybe not. He might be fine. But uh, they're all 52, 55, 60, all right there in the same realm. It's like, it's yeah. just a pile of mud. Gross, just nasty. Like, stay away because you know, you know, Belichick is going to start one of them one week and he's going to have like 100 yards, two touchdowns, and then he's going to start another one another week and it's just going to be one of those things he's pissing you off more than anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah, stay away. Just stay away. Lamar Miller, I think he's done. All right. For those of you who have not uh, vomited yet on this show, because we've given you lots of opportunities to vomit on this show, uh, we're going to mention one here as our uh, final one before we uh, tell you uh, some more news and et cetera. But uh, this is Mr. Mitch Tabisky, name the starter. Oh, barf. Um, but it could be fine. I don't mind it. So uh, I, I think I know why they had to do it. Not why they did it, but literally why they had to do it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, my my thought is that uh, you'd say that they had to do it because they had to let him fail, versus doing what uh, doing what they did in Tampa Bay, putting a guy in, pulling him out in the second quarter, putting another guy in yeah. next week, pulling him out in the second quarter, and flipping back and forth. You know, they wanted to give him the shot. Okay. No. 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 Yep, nope, nope, yep, we were wrong. Okay, put in the other guy. Oh, he's just as bad. Yeah, whatever. 
Yeah, it's yeah, like you said, like it's just yeah, uh, like that's the same thing. Like I, I actually, you know, Trubisky. If you're in a super flex league, he's not a bad third quarterback to have if you didn't spend a lot on him and he's just kind of there. <laughs> Maybe the first six, seven games until he gets benched. Probably. I just don't think uh, all the Eagle fans would get all pissed off at me. But Nick Foles isn't that good either, guys. Like he, he couldn't. <laughs> Like yeah, the Super Bowl, man. Shut I, your mouth. I know. Like, I get it. Like, somebody I remember one I got an argument about him saying that he's better than Dak. And I'm just like, stop, just stop talking to me right now. You don't know what you're talking about. But um, <laughs> like it's just what was the, your last Super Bowl. Uh, Eagles fans. I know, I know. It, yeah, the freaking Patriots have let me down. I've only rooted for him three times in the Super Bowl, and all three <laughs> times they lost to the Giants twice and the Eagles. And I'm just like, come on, guys. Um, but now Trubisky, I just he is what he is. I, I think the name of the starter, he's got to do well those first three or four games. If he doesn't do that, then um, he, like you said, Fulton's going to be the guy. All right. Well, that's going to conclude this show. As always, I appreciate you coming on the show with me. Love having you on the show. Uh, I think you're an awesome guest with awesome knowledge. And I think the uh, the fans love, love hearing from you. So before we go, for those not looking at the screen, why don't you remind everybody what you got going on, and then I'll uh, I'll send us on out. Yeah, so you guys, uh, you guys can find me at hammercast.com um, and on Twitter at the boys underscore twenty two. Um, you look for my gambling lines article coming out here this week, and then just look at me on live streams. I'm sure I'll be on Bob's podcast again. I love coming on here; he's a great host. Um, unless he, unless he kicks me out of the group, and then I then I won't be. But I'll be watching. So no, he, he's a good guy. I appreciate it. And hey, just find me on Twitter, and I love to engage. You can send me dms for trade advice as long as you're not an eagles fan if you're an eagles fan just leave me alone but everybody else you, you're feel, you're free to jump in my dm well there was a nice eagle fans uh, there's no such thing I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if i've ever met a nice eagles fan before um i don't i don't, I don't think i have all right i'm not gonna i'm not gonna beat up on anybody's fans uh you know i'm just not gonna do it uh i'm gonna i'm gonna be very uh diplomatic here <laughs> neutral uh Anyway, uh, thanks for, for listening, everyone. I can be found on Twitter at Bob3Toad, on YouTube at Bob3Toad Warriors Fantasy. The uh, the uh, Facebook page is Word on Streets Fantasy Football Group. And uh, catch the shows. They're going to be uh, about four times a week, live streams Tuesday nights, shows in your ears Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. So it's uh, Bob and Kevin. Saying uh, soon enough, very soon enough, holy hell, less than a week. Woo! Uh, you'll be able to hit the wave wire, set your lineups, and dominate your opponents. But until then, we'll see you. See you guys. Night, and there's Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night. Oh, four sleeps? Let's go.